0: and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard,
1: for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting.
1: We're back for another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hello Gemma, good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. What's going well in your world? We're having ups and downs, but Dan is home today. So that is what's going well for me. <laughs> I have help. What's going okay. well for you?
0: Um, my kids are still sleeping. It's 910 in the morning and they're still sleeping. That's the beauty of having these older kids is they like to sleep. Yes. Um, okay, so today we're gonna talk about potty training.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things with Caleb that I feel bad talking about. It's like when your baby sleeps through the night, which he didn't, but Caleb literally potty trained himself because there was just no pressure. I was like, I don't care if you want to do it. Like you don't, Mm -hmm. but that's because I didn't have work and he didn't like have to be potty trained, you know, but I think a lot of parents have that pressure from schools because you have to be potty trained by three or you can't go.
0: Yeah. I think there is the pressure. Well, and who wants to change diapers? Let's be honest. Changing diapers is not fun. And I think we're all like, yeah, I can't wait. If I could just get, I would kept saying like, if I could just get her out of diapers before the baby's born, that kept being my thought. I just need to get her out of diapers before the baby's born because I cannot diaper two people. That's not happening, you know? (laughs) And so I was pressured and I pressured myself to get Esme to, to use the potty because I felt like my life was overwhelming. And I, that was one thing that I could make it less stressful was to get one child potty trained. But um, like you, Esme was really easy to potty train. She just kind of did it. But I did all the things you're not supposed to do because I didn't know any better. I gave rewards. I had the huge potty party and did the whole thing. And of course, Esme, the type A performer that she is at that age, she just did it and, and performed really well. But I don't think that was the way to go. If I was going to do it over again, I think I would do it a bit differently and take out the rewards part of it. I think a lot of us go to the rewards part because it's effective. Like, oh, we'll give them an m M&M if they potty in the in the toilet, but rewards for pottying and also rewards just in general are a manipulation. And I know we don't think of it like that, but it creates an external motivation for the child. The child doesn't really want to go potty. They might even be fearful of going potty, but they're going to force themselves to do it so that they can get the M&M. And then it might create some sort of other, like who knows what it created with Esme. I mean, she pottied, but maybe she was more defiant during that time. I can't remember. Maybe she was less cooperative. Maybe she was, had sleep problems. Like it might manifest somewhere else, even if you get the potty training going, because you're creating a hurt. So rewards create hurts inside of our kids because they subconsciously, they don't really know it, but they feel manipulated and then they might build some sort of resentment. And then how do they go? Like when
1: you want to take the reward away, like when you don't want to give them an M&M every time they poop on the potty. Now what? (laughs) Because now
0: they don't want to go. Yeah, now they don't want to poop on the potty. Or they're like, I'll poop on the potty if you give me an (laughs) M&M. And ultimately it's a bribe, right? By example, we're teaching them that bribery is something you should use to get what you want. So now we've taught them to potty, but we've also taught them about bribery. Mm -hmm. so we want to be careful about the rewards but that makes potty training you know long can be a long endeavor for some people because you have to be really patient and I think the one thing I'd say is like make it fun Just try to make it fun, like silly. Instead of twinkle, twinkle, little star, it's tinkle, tinkle, little star. And then you're like, you know, you're singing about pee-pee and you're talking about pee-pee. Oh, my pee-pee is really yellow. Do you want to see it? Come in the bathroom with me. I'm going to go pee. Ooh, it's so yellow today. Oh my gosh next time let's see what color it is and you drink a lot of water so that you make the pee white and you're like oh my gosh it's white now you know and (laughs) you can make it kind of silly and get them involved that way the same with poop we used to do i used to say pia do your poop face and she would go and (laughs) and do a poop face i was like oh my gosh that's such a good poop face do you want to see my poop face (laughs) And I was like, and then I would, you know, do all these weird grunts and like kind of just do all these weird faces around poo. And so if we can just lighten up about it. But you know, have pottying be in the conversation and in our ether, and, and talking about it, and making it silly. And like, if you have a boy, you can put the Cheerios in the in the toilet and have them aim at the Cheerios. And we put like food dye in the um, in the toilet and change mm-hmm. the water to a different color. And you can do all kinds of like cute things to make it not so stressful around pottying.
1: I do that with Joe because he was much more resistant than Caleb. Caleb, I just bought one of those little standalone potties or, you know, the ones that just sit. So I set it next to the downstairs bathroom. And anytime I went, I'd be like, want to come? And he'd just like sit with his clothes on, on the potty. Like it was his chair for a while. And so it was totally like a not scary thing. It was just like, his potty in there, but Jonah didn't like the standalone potty. He liked the ones that sit on there, but then he was deathly afraid because his legs were hanging off. And, you know, so with him, it was definitely more of a struggle, but we did playing a lot. And I, one day was like, I can't remember how it came up, but we took the potty off just to like have it out in the open. And he started putting stickers on it. And at first I was like, no, you can't put stickers on the potty but he decorated the whole like its still to this day covered in stickers and then he never had a problem again it was like his body like he decorated it he could go on it and you had it easy i mean ish with poop he was a monster forever like he was terrified of poop but i didn't pressure and as many times as he's pooped his pants, there was no shame. It was just like, okay,
0: it's okay. And I think there's a lot of fear around going in the potty. I think kids really do. I know we were like, oh, well, why is it so scary and whatever? But, you know, they've been pooping and peeing in a diaper. It's just like subconscious, right? You know, it's just like, it just, it's not falling into water. You're, there's not the weird flusher. You're not sitting on this huge toilet. You know, it's scary for them. I remember the first time I went in a, like an outhouse. And I looked in the toilet thing, and I was like, I I was terrified. I was like, there's snakes in there. Yes, in there, something's gonna crawl up and bite me. I actually remember that fear of a regular toilet that I thought lizards were gonna come out of the toilet and bite me. And so that's a real thing to fear that. And so we have to keep that in mind that this is not easy for them. That we might think it's easy, just sit on the toilet and go body. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. But for them, there's a lot of fear. So when there's fear when there's upset, I like to push kids to the fear to get them to have their feelings and then be there for them as a support. So I'd like to say, okay, well, let's go sit on the potty. And they say no. And then they start to emote, say, oh, I know it's really hard to sit on the potty and let them kind of have their feelings and really start to emote around it and say, come on, let's just walk toward the potty over here. Let's see if we can take a seat on it. And then they might really start to cry. And then you'd stop right there and let them kind of cry about it and be upset about it, but be really supportive around it. So if your kid has fears around going to the potty or upsets. i would say stay right there in that fear get alongside of them and listen to the fear so that you can help them process that fear so you can help them say i'm right here i know this is hard i'm not gonna leave you you're gonna be okay we're gonna get through this then they'll be able to pass that fear better and the other way to process fear like we know is play So all these little games and all this little fun stuff that you can do around the potty will help them process their fear too. Mm -hmm. We would take stuffed animals or I would pretend to be the kid
1: that had to poop and was too scared to poop, you know, and then let them like guide me through it. Because for Jonah, he was afraid even to poop in a diaper. Like he didn't want to poop anywhere in a diaper on the potty on the floor. Like poop was not coming out of his body. (laughs) Like There was no way we could get it out. And so he would hold it till he pooped his pants. So we just played through that like over and over and over.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Especially with babysitters, he was really scared to poop with other people. Like once we got him comfortable pooping with us, Mm -hmm. we had to work through that. And I just told the babysitter, like, let him cry. Just like sit with him while he cries. And he ended up pooping his pants with her one time. And we had to come home and clean him up.
0: Yeah, that was a really good thing you said about that you would pretend like you were scared of the potty. I think that's a really good one. You don't necessarily have to do it when they're being scared of it, but I would like at a different point in the day or whatever be like, oh my gosh, I have to go pee. I, I'm not gonna go, I'm scared, I'm so scared. I get I get to do the pee pee dance. I'm not going to the potty. And they'll be like, mom, go to the potty, Like, go. I'll be like, no, I can't, I'm, so, I'm scared, I cannot do it. Can you go with me, please? Oh no, I don't wanna go. And then you get to the door and then you back off again, you know, and it's like, you're so scared of the potty. That's a really good one. I would bring toys into the bathroom. So we would have all these toys in the bathroom and we, I would be like, Ducky has to go pee. Does Ducky want to go pee? Do you think Ducky wants to pee? And she'd be like, no, Ducky is not peeing. He does not like to pee. I'm like, well, what about Froggy? Froggy's into peeing? She's like, no, Froggy does not pee. And he does not poop either. You know, it was like this whole thing, like every stuffed animal had an issue, of course, with going to the body. Yeah. And so like, we just kind of made it fun. And just be patient with yourself. And know that it's a rocky road and there will be, there can be regressions. And the more we relax and play around it, the easier it is for them and the easier it is for us. And just think the other thing is, too, is not having too many expectations. It yeah. could be really easy, like Caleb, or it could be really hard. And that's just who our kids are. And if our kids are having a hard time in general, then I would say spend a couple of weeks getting connected to your kid, doing everyday special time, doing listening, all the connection pieces for a couple of weeks before you introduce potty training. Because if your kid isn't doing well already, if they're defiant, they're having sibling issues, they've just had a brand new sibling, it's all timing too, right? When and how we do it, and then also the, you know, just how everyone's feeling. If we're having a hard time too, it might not be the time to introduce potty training either. So we want to be really resourced. We want our kids to be really resourced. We want to make sure that it's just the right time that we're feeling good enough to go into this endeavor with as much clarity and connection as we can.
1: I think too, not getting hung up on like, we're doing it right now and this is it. We're not turning back. We're throwing away all the diapers. Like somewhere I read something like some mom compared it to her husband training for a marathon or something. And sometimes your body just needs a break. Like it's really stressful on a kid. So don't think if you go back to diapers for a week or a day, like now they can never wear undies again. Now, now we've reinforced the diaper, you know, like, yeah everybody's going to learn it when they're ready.
0: Yeah, they are. But I do think there are pressures around school and um, that is a real thing. So you have to back end that. Like if you know you're going to school in six months and you you do want to get them trained, just get everybody resourced so that you can start and you can do it. Or if you're going back to work and you, you know, you have a sitter that you don't want them changing all the diapers or there's lots of reasons why it becomes difficult to, um, you know, not have a time frame yeah because, and also nighttime nighttime training is something that doesn't come very easily for children and to you know just lean into that too that they wear a diaper at night.
1: I, I also that. did cloth diapers. I did disposable with KK and then I bought a whole set of cloth with Jonah, and I felt like he was much more uncomfortable in the cloth diaper, and so it helped motivate him more. Mm. And I've even suggested it to friends like instead of going to pull-ups, why don't you buy a couple? They make cloth diaper pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Those, and then they actually feel the wetness so it's more of like I don't actually
0: want to go in a diaper anymore it's not as fun yeah because yeah. it's not like wicking it away and right. storing it in chemicals and like yeah. that makes sense actually well <laughs> if you can stomach it then yes for sure that is a good way to go um okay any last things around potty training I think it's just more of something we get hung up on than the
1: kids. And I think kids are very in tune with our energy. Like they can tell when you're trying to force something on them and it's in our nature to rebel when we're forced to do something. So if you don't come with that attitude, I do think it goes smoother.
0: Yeah. Come with play. That will be, I think, a good saving grace in this situation for sure. All right. Well, I did want to say that I still have my, cooperation course that's up, a guide to cooperation. And it's all based on the ideas of connection. So really like helps you dive into connection and then helps you figure out just like potty training, when and how to do it. And are you resourced enough? And are you coming at just the right time asking kids to do things? There's a little bit of an art to it when do I ask and how do I ask and do I do the connection first and what's the right ask for a three-year-old and what can a six-year-old do and like what are we really saying about getting cooperation are we just demanding it or are we being really strategic about how we're asking it and are we coming with connection first so that's what this whole course is kind of designed around Gemma will link it here and join us on Facebook in our private Facebook group there's lots of good, good conversations going on there and Instagram and Facebook and Patreon And TikTok. How could you forget TikTok? TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok. You'll find us there too. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Okay. Thanks, Gemma.